You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome to the Mastering College Two Career Podcast. And today we have a solo episode. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. I've had some amazing guests, some amazing success stories, but want to talk to you guys about a very important topic, and that is mastering the interview, right? And what I want to talk about today is strategies and how you can master the interview. What you need to know before you walk into the next interview so that can set you apart and you can ultimately understand what's going on through the mindset of a company, through the mindset of a recruiter, to the mindset of the hiring manager, to be able to understand what they want to hear and how you can communicate with them in a way that will resonate with them and move you on and ultimately get you the offer. And so in this episode, I'm gonna, you're going to walk away. You're going to learn three things. Number one, why do companies have interviews, right? Have you ever even thought about that? We're going to talk about why do companies have interviews and why does that matter? Number two, the ultimate question that you need to answer in order for you to get the job, right? So you'll get asked a lot of questions in the whole process. But ultimately, the person who can answer this one question, and I'm going to tell you that later in this episode, will ultimately be the one that gets the job. And then number three is how you can get instant feedback and stand out. And I know that if you've been to interviews before and not got the offer and you ask for feedback, most, if not all companies will not give it to you. And I'll tell you why that is and how you can actually change that and get feedback. So let's get started and let's understand why do companies have interviews in the first place and why does it matter? So in order for us to understand this, we need to think about this, right? Regardless whether it's the largest company that you can think of, whether it's Amazon, Google, Microsoft, um, the, the US government, right? Every company has limited resources, right? No one has unlimited resources. It doesn't matter if you're a trillion dollar company or a million dollar company. And because you have limited resources, right? Every time you hire someone and you allocate money or you budget money to hire someone else, to, the, to, to your company, that's money that cannot be used anywhere else, right? That's money that cannot be used to buy new land or cannot be used to buy new software, cannot be used to buy new hardware. You can't use that money for marketing. You can't use that money for a company trip, right? So you're saying the companies have to say, if I use this $100,000 or this $50,000 to go hire my next marketer, accountant, you know, financial analyst, um, computer, you know, developer, whatever that might be, it doesn't really matter. They're making a conscious decision saying, this is an investment because I can't use that money for anything else. And because of that, you have to think about that as you being an invest, an investment in the company. And when you can answer that question, right, then ultimately you will be the person that gets the job. Now, 
to protect that investment, to protect that investment, companies have interviews. And that's why companies will interview. And the higher the investment, the more interviews you're going to have, right? The more people you're going to meet, the more the company is going to invest in assessments, uh, virtual interviews, um, in-person interviews, flying you there because you're just a bigger investment for the company. And so they want to mitigate the risk. They want to be able to get to know you as much as possible to be able to make the decision whether you'll be the right fit for the job or not. And that's why if you wanted to get a job at a level entry, let's say at McDonald's, then you can go one interview, get the job right away and start the next day, right? Because the amount of investment going into a minimum wage employee is very little compared to a $100,000 developer. And so that's what you have to keep in mind. The more, the higher the, the role or the bigger the impact you're going to have in the company, the more interviews, the more rounds you're going to have. And that's what you have to kind of realize that, right? And so a lot of times the interview process will tell you a little bit of how important you are going to be to the company as a whole. The shorter the process, and this is generally speaking, the, you know, the more of you there is, you know, like it, maybe they don't care as much, but I'm telling you, if it's a serious role with a serious company, you're going to go through some serious rounds of interviews. Now, what are those rounds? Again, I'm going to be generally speaking here because that can change. But generally speaking, the first one is an initial screening interview. And that's generally done by a recruiter, right? Their job is to screen to make sure that you have the minimum required skills to do that job. They might be looking for some company culture, but ideally the first interview is, can you do the job? Do you have the technical and soft skills required to be successful at this job? At that point, if the recruiter feels like you'll be a good fit, they will move you on to the next round. The next round, generally speaking, is with the hiring manager. Hiring manager, even though this is not your final interview, is probably the most important interview that you will have. Because the hiring manager is the manager of the department, is the manager, generally the person who would be your boss if you were to get the job. And this interview is crucial. And they are going to be looking on, can you do the job? But they are hoping that the recruiter kind of already vetted that out. What they're looking for more than anything is, can you help them be successful in their goals? Remember this, humans, generally speaking, are very selfish creatures. Just like you listening to this podcast are probably very selfish on just wanting to listen to this podcast for free to get information on your career. Recruiters are humans. They're people, they have problems, they have good days, they have bad days. And right now they're looking to hire someone on their team because they either have a lot of work, their team is growing, somebody left, whatever the reason might be. But every day the position stays open, every day him and his team, him or her team, whatever they are, right, has to do more work. And so it is in their best interest to fill it up fast. And they want to make sure that whoever they hire can come in and solve the problem that they're hiring for, right? If that interview goes well, and depending on the company, you might have another interview, and that is generally with a director or a vice president or a higher level in the company. And what they are looking for is not so much if you can do the job, not so much if you'd be a good fit in the team, that's more for the hiring manager to determine, but they're looking is, do you have the potential to be here long-term? 
can you not only do the job that we want to hire you for, but do you have the potential to do the next two roles on top of that, right? Now that you need to know the technical knowledge right now, but can you have the bandwidth, the intelligence, the drive, the want to be able to do that? And if you can, that's what they're looking for, right? Again, every time they hire you, it's an investment. And that is the big takeaway. One of the big takeaways of this episode is an investment. And then you have to prove to them why you are a good investment. Now, how do you prove that? Think about what would you want to do if you were investing money and you would want to make sure that, that you are one, that when you're invest, investing it, there's a low risk, right? That if I put my money somewhere, that the money is not going to disappear. That if I hire someone, that they're not going to leave the company within two weeks, right? That would be a terrible investment. But they also want to make sure that they're going to get a return on their money. And so they want to look at that, not only that, hey, you're going to be here for a while and uh, what companies are looking for is a minimum of two years. I've read a bunch of studies that say, you know, if a company hires you and you don't stay for, with them for at least two years, that the company loses anywhere from one to five times your first year salary. I, and I remember when I was working at PepsiCo and I had the chance to talk to someone really high up in HR and they told me for our district manager roles. If they hire someone that didn't stay with the company for at least two years, that break, that cost the company a minimum of $150,000. So because there's a lot of training that goes on, there's productivity that's lost when you're training someone, uh, your salary, your training salary, your boss's time, all that, you know, and that doesn't even include the sales that are potentially lost if you would have had a good employee or someone there that knew what they were doing. And so one of the things that the companies are looking one is to mitigate that risk and they want to make sure one that you will be there for at least two years now how do you prove that you prove that many ways but one of the main ones is to show them complete clarity of why you chose to apply for that company why you chose to apply for this particular company for this particular role for this particular team show them the clarity that this is not uh, apply everywhere you meet the minimum qualifications approach but instead you're showing them exactly, exactly why you want to work for them. And that shows them clarity. That gives them reassurance. And then the other way to do that, right, is to show them why you see a career there, right? Why it's not just a short-term job, but a, a really long-term career there. Now, I don't know if you're listening to this and you can relate to this, but have you ever applied for a job that you were overqualified for and there was people that was underqualified or less qualified than you and got the job over you. And you wonder why that is like, why wouldn't they give me the job? It's because of this, because they're afraid that it were, they were to hire you because you're overqualified, that you won't be here for the long term. So it doesn't matter how much better you are, how much more you know than someone else. If I don't think you're going to be here for at least two years, it's not worth the risk. So that's why when you apply for jobs where you're overqualified for, you are going to get as rejected as if you're applying for jobs where you're completely underqualified. So you have to find that sweet spot. Or if you are overqualified, but that's the job you want, you have to be able to communicate that and let them know why you want to be here and why you're not going anywhere. Now, the second thing you need to prove, other than proving that you're a low-risk employee by wanting to be there for there for more than two years, is you have to show them why you're a high-potential employee why you're not only going to be able to do this job and solve their problems as it is now, 
by why you have the potential to have an amazing career with the company, how you have growth potential and how you can not only do this job, but you're eager to learn and to want to know how to do the next couple of jobs. You know, there's one thing that if you ask companies, why hire students right out of college versus hiring some individuals that have, you know, three, five years of experience. And the number one reason is potential, right? Because as a fresh grad, you have a lot of potential and you have coachability. You don't have a lot of the bad habits that you can gain when you go work for someone else, right? It's, it's the reason why it's a lot easier to go into professional sports right out of college than if you were just to finish college and then train on your own for two, three years, right? Like it's a lot easier to go straight out of college, right? Because a, a team can get you and, and build the skills that you were building in college and even make them better in their system and processes and procedures that the company has. And so that's the two things you need to prove. Why, one, why hiring you is a low risk investment and two, why hiring you has a high potential for reward. And if you can do that and you can answer that question, then you will get the job. And whoever does that best will get the job. Now, the way that I teach our clients how to do this, right? is we create potential proof documents. And this is a very visual visual um, projects that literally will answer the question, why you, why hire you? And why the company exactly telling them why you wanna be there for two years. And I can show you some examples. Obviously this is a podcast, so you're not gonna able to see them here, but if you text me at 321-221-5240, um, I'll be more than happy to show you some examples of potential proof documents. Because to me, that is the secret weapon to getting an offer and mastering the interview. So really quick, just to recap, um, in this episode, we talked about what, one, why do companies have interviews and why does it matter? Simply put, every company has limited resources. And because of limited resources, every time they hire you is an investment. And so that's why they have interviews. And the more complex or the bigger that investment, the more they're going to pay you, the more interviews or more steps in the process you're going to have. Now, number two thing is ultimately, what is the question that you need to answer? And that question is, why are you the best investment? And there's two things you need to prove. One, why are you a low risk hire? AKA, why will you plan to be there for at least two years? If you're an international student, this is a five years. You have to show them why you want to be there for at least five years. Um, and then number two, why you are a high potential employee. Uh, and when you can do that, you're going to win. And then number three, or the third thing you're going to learn is how to get instant feedback. Um, and I forgot to answer that question. So let me answer this question now. How you get instant feedback. Um, wow, I can't believe I skipped that, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right. Let's talk about feedback. Because when you go through an interview, you're not, most likely don't ever get you're not going to get feedback. Um, and most people don't know, know how to ask for it. So at the end of the interview, I want you to ask this question every single time. This is the last question to ask in every single interview. Is there any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit for this role? Let me repeat that one more time. Is there any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit for this role? Because when you ask that question, you will get instant feedback. Um, and it can, it can go either three ways. One, you did great in the interview and they can say, you know what, Daniel, you did amazing. You're a great fit. I think, you know, you'd be good for this job. If that's the case, you follow up right away and say, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this role. What would be the next steps? Now, is it always going to be that way? No. Is it always going to be good news? No. What happens if it's not that way? That's number two. Like a scenario, it could be, 
you know what, you did okay, but they are not sure. So they can say something along the line of, hey, Daniel, uh, thanks for your time. We're still interviewing other people for the rest of the week. We're going to have to get back with you. And if that's the case, that's fine. And you're just going to follow up with something regarding saying something like, you know, thank you again so much for your time. Um, when would be a great time to follow up with you? I know you're still conducting interviews for the rest of the week. Would it be fine if I follow up with you and then you set up a date? Now, what if you don't do good? What if you do terrible? Well, this is why this, this question is so important because if I ask the question, and again, the question is, if there's any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit for this role and you did bad, they might go ahead and tell you why you like, you know what, Daniel? I don't know that you have enough leadership skills for this role. You know, this is a management role and I don't see enough leadership skills. And I'm a little concerned about that. If that's the case, then you have one chance to overcome that objection. And I can either go two routes. One, if I do have enough leadership experience or if I feel like I do, I can re say why I think I do. You know, uh, sir, thank you so much for your time. I, I can see why you might think that, but I'm not sure if I cover the fact that I've actually always been a leader, you know, from growing up playing sports and being a, a captain in the sports teams that I was part of to being a leader in my business fraternity when I was in school, as well as being a team captain uh, or, or, you know, being a leader amongst my peers at Universal Studios, I always took on those natural leadership opportunities you know i do possess the uh i think i do possess the leadership qualities that you're looking for and if there's a specific area that you think i need to focus on then um, please let me know and i would focus on that right and then two if you don't have the skills you can tell them what you would do to overcome that and that's why i love this question because you can save this whole interview because a lot of times employers will have some doubts inside but won't speak them out and this is an opportunity for them to speak out what their what their doubts or concerns are about it so ultimately we spoke a lot about uh, strategy on the interview section but if you do this um, i'm pretty confident that your interview success rate is going to dramatically increase let me know if you have any questions about interviews just text me 321-221-5240 i would love to help you uh thanks for listening if you enjoy the show and you're using iPhone, leave me a review. If you're not, share this with one person, one person that has an interview coming up that can hear it. I appreciate you all. I hope you're enjoying solo episodes. If you enjoy the solo episodes, let me know. Text me, let me know. Hey, love the solos, keep them up. Or do we go back and do more interviews? You let me know. This is your podcast. I'm here to serve you. Have a great day and talk to you later. Catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.